another edition of the PA High School Football Report. My name is Jana Bensfitter, and I'm alongside my colleague Eric Epler. We are entering week eight, which is shocking. Uh, only three re- weeks <laughs> remain in the regular season. Uh, this episode, we've got another solid lineup for the next 30 minutes. Ep, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jan. I got I got all new lights, and, and let me let me just break this down for you in 30 quick seconds. Anybody okay. who knows me and kn- knows me that every every car or truck or vehicle gas guzzling vehicle that I've owned, I blow uh, out I blow out lights pretty much once one or two lights a month. I don't know why. I don't know if there's some curse on me when it comes to low beams and high beams and turn signals. But I lost my left turn signal two weeks ago and then my right turn signal 36 hours after that and then both brake lights 32 hours after that so needless to say i took it into the garage and the guy said what's wrong with it i said i have no lights period you need to, you need to fix all my lights the car before i had i actually replaced my low beam seven times and over the course of 18 months which is unprecedented unprecedented so I'm, I'm i'm thankful the good thing is lights are not very expensive so i got all new lights i can actually signal correctly and uh it's all good it's all good now <laughs> you're breaking records i am i am i'm breaking records every single week yes we should see if there's like a guinness book of world records for that and see if you can get in there as that would be nice I, I i need something on the wall over here in the corner of my room so, yeah that would work <laughs> All right, Jana. Uh, obviously, uh, you know we we've had a good we got a good one here. We're we're gonna get a little bit defensive uh, here on the podcast this week. We're gonna chat with uh, three of the Mid Penn Conference's top tacklers. We're gonna welcome in Redlands, Caden Pfeiffer, Waynesboro's Callan Kaufman, and Mechanicsburg Sam DeLuca. These are three senior linebackers, experienced, poised. They bring the hammer week to week. Uh, we're going to just talk about them and what it takes to play the position, uh, to play defense. Uh, is, is the, are the role of def- uh, defenders sort of undervalued in today's game? And, and we'll actually have some fun questions too. Uh, like, what's better, a sack or a pick six? I think the unanimous answer may surprise some people. So we got a good one coming up. Yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed having them with us finding that time to hang out. Uh, So we're going to jump right into the mailbag and then get into our conversation with our three linebackers in about 10 minutes. But before we get to Epps' knowledge, we do have some news to share. Um, As of this recording, Pennsylvania State Police are searching for William Gaudet. He is the founder of East Coast Field Hockey Club based in central Pennsylvania. Gaudet is wanted for allegations of sexual assault of a teenager. He has been charged but has not been convicted of any wrongdoings. Police say he has fled the area and they have a, issued a warrant for his arrest. Anyone who knows where Gaudet is or wants to report any incident involving him should call state police at 717-671-7500. What you got in the mailbag? Well, in the mailbag this week, Jana, we're going to talk about my longtime colleague, Andy Shea, used to always say that you never, ever, ever look at the District 3 power ratings until after week eight, mainly because all those freaky formulas and those zany decimal points can drive you mad. But after Saturday afternoon conversation at Severance Field with not one but two uh, fans of the game, let's call them, uh, it's kind of forced me to dive in early. And the question was basically, uh, which mid-pen teams are going to win district titles? 
Now, you know, we love to predict these kind of things. Um, it's it's actually part of our job. We do get paid to make predictions on such and things. But this is kind of a simple answer and not so simple answer. And the simple answer to me is, you know, I believe that half of the six classifications are already locked in. I, I've seen enough of these teams to know that they are the slanted, I mean, slanted favorites to win district titles. We'll start with the smallest class, single A, where Steel High is almost certain to repeat. Uh, there simply isn't another program uh, among the four teams in the in the field in class single A uh, with the same kind of firepower. And that's not to dismiss, you know, Fairfield is having a very good season, but the Rollers are almost certain to repeat in single A. Uh, 3A, why missing has established itself as just the dominant force in 3A. Only Boiling Springs has to kind of make up the team makeup to perhaps unseat the Spartans. But I just don't see that happening on what I've seen through seven weeks of season so far. Again, a lot yeah. can happen in a month. Things can go wrong. You can lose. You know, we still have that damn COVID, you know, variants uh, running around. So a lot can happen. We know just from seeing it from last year. Um, but why missing is hands down um, the best team in 3A. In 5A, and, you know, <laughs> this Governor Mifflin team is just so spectacular. In fact, most people are now calling them the number one team in the state, regardless of classification. Uh, that is very, very high praise for a 5A team, but they have certainly played the part. So I don't see anybody in 5A touching Governor Mifflin. So that leaves three classifications left. Now, 2A... <laughs> Upper Dolphin can play with 2A number one, the current number one in York Catholic. York Catholic is still unbeaten. And Trinity is not really out of the picture yet. Trinity ha- kind of has the team makeup. Maybe they're a player or two short to kind of make a run at this thing. But I'm, I'm not going to put it out of the realm of possibility that we could have Trinity in the final. 4A, Bishop McDevitt, hands down, is is clear favorite 4A to me. The talent level at McDevitt is several steps above uh, quality contenders like Glenn Peter Strasburg and Burks Catholic, two teams that have been there for years and years. But right now, McDevitt is just playing at a different level, uh, which brings us to 6A, also known as the Wild West. Uh, Harrisburg certainly is a favorite, as is CD East. It would not surprise me to see those two teams in the final. Uh, but right now, you know, they're all trying to trace down the reigning champ at Central York. They're still undefeated. Teams like Central Dolphin, Manhattan Township, they're starting to surge again. Remember, Central Dolphin missed two weeks of the season because of COVID. So, and then you've got York High, who's kind of one of the X factors, too. I mean, they were in the final last year against Central York uh, when Harrisburg had to forfeit that semifinal game because of COVID. So, as the season progresses, obviously, in the next couple of weeks, weeks, the Wild West will sort of simmer itself out. But, you know, right now in 6A, there's probably four of those six teams that are capable of winning a district title so if you want to talk one through five i think we're almost locked in one through five on who's going to win district titles six a right now you roll the dice it's still roll the dice were you uh surprised by the final outcome of the bishop mcdevitt game last friday yes very surprised and that one and that's what McDevitt, McDevitt has that capability. Like, you know, Cedar Cliff has played them the last 10 years. That, that's been one of the best rivalry games. I mean, Cedar Cliff is notorious for playing Bishop McDevitt tough, uh, if not winning a couple uh, of those games. The thing about Cedar Cliff is they're normally equipped to take McDevitt out of their comfort zone. And McDevitt rarely has to deal with things like rallying, 
to win. They usually are good enough and strong enough to set the right tempo for them. They make teams play at their pace. And right now that pace is just uh, three to four notches above everyone else. They're so fast. They're playing a lot more physical up front and not just on the defensive side, which I'm very impressed with their defense. That's what I wanted to see. Cedar Cliff. Most people will look at the 56, nothing game and think, Oh my God, the offense. But I really wanted to see how McDevitt's defense, who really wasn't tested since week one, when they played LaSalle college uh, and lost that game 21, nothing, but still, you look at what LaSalle has done. They ascended all the way to the number one in class 6A, and then they obviously got bounced uh, last week by Roman. So these types of things are some of the things that I wanted to see out of McDevitt and where they sort of felt fallen short when they get in deep postseason. All the parts are there now, and there are no egos. That's a big thing in football. Yeah, that's get, right. They are spreading the ball around. You know, when you walked into the season, you were thinking about three guys mainly. Maurice Williams, the running back who had a tremendous soft, you know, freshman year. Uh, and the two wideouts, the two division one wideouts are Mario Easterly and Camille Foster. You know, those guys are maybe catching three to four passes a game. And there's no complaints. And you see everyone blocking downfield. You see everybody wants the next guy to be successful. And that's the makeup of what teams, when you have that kind of talent and you merge that with unselfish behavior throughout the entire 22 guys who are on the field at any one, any one time um, and the whole program, that's the recipe that gets you to Hershey Park and, and possibly a state championship game. Yeah, that's and unstoppable. Yeah, that's- it is virtually unstoppable. Unless you, right. unless you find that team with superior talent and right yeah. now in Class 4A, on paper, there isn't a team that has superior talent to Bishop McDevitt. So this could be the year. This could be the year that they break through. Um, but again, one game at a time, a lot can happen in next month. Um, you know, health health concerns and everybody staying right. healthy on the field, you know, well, all right. things all things being, you know, equal. Um, but they Real they quick. have a shot. They do. Real quick, how about Harrisburg? Harrisburg Please. Harrisburg's one of those teams just because of the physical play of them. Um it, it, that's a team that should has a chance to get to the state semifinals. They're going to run into somebody with equal equal sort of uh, physicality once they get Is there. Is that what happened on Friday? Or sorry, uh, Saturday? Yeah, against CD. Well, some, some things went wrong for CD East early, and CD East hasn't really been in that position too, where they've had to sort of come back against a team that has the same type of speed, the same type of physical play. And, you know, that big scoop and soar by Terrell Reynolds really sort of spun them out, and it took them – another, you know, eight, 10 minutes to kind of gather themselves and try to rally back. But the game yeah. wasn't as close as the score indicated. It, it really wasn't. So, um, but CD East is talented. I mean, they're very, they're very talented. And again, their, their, their brand of football has evolved exponentially over the course of eight weeks. So it wouldn't surprise me to see any one of those six teams in the district final. You know, or any two of those six teams in a district final. Nothing would surprise me. And we haven't even talked about Wilson, who's kind of trying to make a comeback here and might sneak in and obviously cause some damage too. So, yeah, it, it is truly the Wild West. You can't predict 6A in District 3. You can't. Well, that, that's what makes it exciting to watch. Yeah. Uh, so we will be following it closely down the stretch uh, for the remainder of the regular season. 
mostly to see if you are accurate in your predictions, exactly. but uh, holding you accountable. But let's turn it over to the guys who make it happen on Friday nights. Uh, we wanted to talk a little defense this week, so we turned it to a trio of senior linebackers to do it. Defensive standouts joining us today. These are the guys who make it happen on Friday nights. So we want to welcome a talented group of seniors and Redland linebacker Caden Pfeiffer, Waynesboro linebacker Callan Kaufman, and Mechanicsburg backer Sam DeLuca. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Listen, I know everybody on I know everybody on here wears a different uniform, but there'll be no eye gouging, no fish hooks, mm-hmm. no shin kicks. None of that's allowed for the next 15 minutes, all right? Sounds good. All right. I, I probably talk defense uh, in print more uh, than most because, to me, it's the hardest side of the ball to be successful. Uh, obviously, when you're running your offense, you know where everybody should be on defense. You don't know where you're going to be on any given play. So most people associate successful defense in myriad ways, but – in your opinions, guys, what are what are some of the characteristics that it takes to be a successful defender? I'll start with Caden Piper. Uh, I'd say one of the biggest things for me is uh, leadership. You got to be able to take control of your teammates and uh, do the right thing. Sam, I think having a motor, kind of like being super aggressive, getting to a line of scrimmage as fast as possible. But like you said, leadership too plays a big role. Callan. I agree with Sam about being fast, right to the ball, and also leadership also. Do, do you guys think um, – I personally think it, it, this doesn't happen. Do you guys think that most uh, don't realize sort of the amount of adjustments that, that need to be made over the course – well, over the course of a game, but also week to week? I mean, think about it. Your offense is just that. We talked about that earlier. The scheme doesn't change from week to week. You may throw in a trick play here and there or tweak it a little bit. But defenses have to prepare for different schemes every single week. In other words, do you, do you think defense as as part of the game is sometimes undervalued? I'll start with Cade. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that people sitting in the stands don't realize is happening. And uh, I feel like the people that know football take that for, like, they appreciate that more. Sam? Yeah, so, I mean, when you look at the – the Penn Live Player of the Weeks or whatever, they're all offensive players, right. which is which is fine. I think, you know, being a defensive player my whole life, I'm, it's kind of – I'm used to that, you know. But I think, like Caden said, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. Like, at practice, it's a lot of repetition. Um, yeah, you, you kind of – you adjust to every team a little differently. Callan? Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, I've been preaching since I was little that defense wins ball games. That's what I always believe. It's so much harder during game nights and practice. We're just changing everything we do. So, yeah, that's like a large part. You guys are also reading the offense, you know, trying to see what they're making their adjustments and all that. So I'm just curious, uh, is this the position that you guys have all desired to play or have you, you know, thought about it through your years and your development phases? We've got three linebackers here. So what made you gravitate toward those positions? And I'll start with Caden also. Um, I'd say I've always been a linebacker. It's kind of just where I fit in on defense. And I feel like that's one of the most, most important positions on defense. So, uh, yeah. Uh, for me, I, I mean, I always didn't play linebacker. I actually, uh, coming up, I played 
played linebacker when I was really little, but as I got into middle school and my ninth grade year, I played like a strong safety on and corner almost. And then um, I kind of found my way to linebacker as I got bigger. Um, but I, I like linebacker. It's my favorite position, my like the best position I played throughout my uh, football career so far. Uh, I used to, I actually used to be a quarterback. I actually didn't play defense. And uh, this one day I decided I just wanted to play defense. And that's why I just fit in since I was little, really. I have a quick follow-up for you. Since you played quarterback, does it feel like you have sort of the advantage playing defense because you know how to, like, kind of get into the mind of the quarterback? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Like, you know, second down, where they're going to do, like where the ball is, stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like I have a little bit of an advantage, yes. I remember seeing guys uh, a graphic about defense, and, and basically it was a pyramid. It was from one of the coaching associations out there. At the top of the pyramid was the ultimate goal, which is basically to prevent – a team from scoring touchdowns or getting in the end zone. Um, and then there were all these, you know, ensuing layers of the pyramid, basically listing ways to achieve that. And basically whether we're stopping the team's run or creating turnovers or tackling in space, what, what's the one goal? And, and everybody goes into a, a week to week with sort of the same mindset. You know, it's, it's not easy to pitch shutouts. It's not easy to, you know, to be, thoroughly successful defensively. Um, but what's the one thing your defense um, really keys on week to week? Uh, you don't have to list any secrets or give up any any secrets to what's coming up. But I'll start with Caden. What's the one thing that you guys really try to do? You make a point of emphasis to, to start every game. Uh, with our team, a big thing is stopping the run because uh, it still is high school football. Teams like to run a lot. And I feel like whenever we try to make teams throw more, it uh, it increases our chances of uh, getting stops or turnovers. Sam? Yeah, so my our defensive coordinator, Coach Costello, he always says that our goal every week is to cause havoc, <laughs> like just confuse the other team, fly around, and, and make plays. Gallon? Uh what was the question again? I'm sorry. Well, what's the one key that you guys always try to stress defensively when you go out there? I mean, obviously, you know, um, yeah. Uh, stopping the run. Stopping the run is what a lot of the teams we play is, is run, we run, they run. And that's what we just need to focus on. We focus on that every week, stopping the run. You guys are all obviously seniors. Uh, you've been around the game for a long time. Um, and, again, I'll start with Caden. What um, – have you noticed a, a more complex – you're defending against more complex offenses? I mean, on paper they look more, more complex, but not everybody opens the playbook, you know, uh, against you week to week. Uh, so they, they always like to run their, you know, scripted 10 to 15 plays. But have you noticed um, it being more difficult to be successful on that side? Yeah, I feel like through my four years of uh, high school football, I've noticed that, like – there's better athletes all around and uh, a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of high schools are changing their offenses and not like what they typically run or like what they've ran in the past. So like kind of adapting to their new offenses is uh, a challenge for us. Yeah. Kind of going off what uh, Keen said, um, a lot of the schools we play now, we moved um, divisions like two years ago. So the first year I was playing high school football, um, I did see a lot of like the four spread look and um, uh, I don't know, just a lot more passing. But then we moved to this division. It's a lot more running. 
But now, um, this year especially, I think it's been not difficult, but um, kind of interesting to see all the uh, different teams going to their four spread teams. You wouldn't really expect it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, a lot of teams are changing how they play. Uh, since I was a sophomore, they've been changing our division. So uh, in the preseason, I know we're heading more toward the uh, midpoint and playoffs, but do you guys feel that in preseason camp that there's enough time spent on zeroing, zeroing in on these concepts and techniques? Uh, I'd, say, right, yeah. I'd say um, during preseason, we don't really focus on the teams that we're going to play as much rather than just like getting our key, like our foundation on defense. Yeah, I mean, the um, during the preseason, it's a lot more – like time spent in the gym and um, I don't know, getting, getting our guys, seeing what we have um, and adjusting our offense and our defense to the dudes that we have less about what week one's looking like. Yeah. We're just repping and repping our defense over and over again, our offense over and over again. All right. We're talking with a couple of senior linebackers, uh, some top uh, tacklers in the mid pen conference, Caden Piper, of Redland, Sam DeLuca in Mechanicsburg, and Callan Kaufman at Waynesboro. All right, guys, defensive guys love the physical part of the football game. Is there a player, uh, maybe past or present, in the pro game that you really enjoy watching? Uh, maybe at your position, and maybe it's at another position. I'll start with Caden. Uh, as a linebacker, obviously, like, the most obvious one is Ray Lewis. <laughs> I always remember, like, looking up videos of his highlights and – thinking, like, I want to make that hit or I want to make that play. So, I'd say Ray Lewis. Sam? Yeah, Ray Lewis is a good one. I would say either Ray Lewis or Cam Chancellor is another one. I watch a lot of Cam Chancellor highlights growing up. And he's just – he plays safety. I mean, he, he comes down and plays linebacker once in a while. But he, the way he flies around the ball, um, it's it's fun to watch. Uh, I love Ray Lewis. He just – the fire he brings to the game and how he wants to play. <laughs> Now, the real question is uh, to all three of you guys, do you all dance better than Ray Lewis? Because, man, he is not good. Not good. Uh, Probably not. I can't say I do. Nah. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to wrap this thing up with a two-parter rapid fire. Uh, it, it, I'll start with Caden. We'll go Caden, Sam, and then Callan. Is there anything better in football than a sack? Um, I'd say probably a pick six. A pick six. Yeah, is I was about cool. to say that. <laughs> All right. yeah, pick six. six. Callan, your pick yeah. six too. Yeah, pick six definitely. All right, I did not expect that, but okay, we'll go with that. Okay, and obviously, being top stuffers too, typically have go-to meals. What's what's the preferred pregame meal for you guys, Caden? Uh, for me, I'm kind of different. Like, I don't like to eat before the game because I get super like anxious and nervous before the game so i usually eat after but i'll have like a protein bar or something before the game okay well then what's the what's the post game meal uh whatever i can find really whatever's <laughs> whatever i'm in the mood for it depends all right sam i'm with Kaden. i can't really eat before the games but i do eat like i like eating spaghetti like a couple hours before the game right before the game i can't eat anything but my post game is definitely wendy's I go to Wendy's after every game. All right, what do you get at Wendy's? I get a bacon cheeseburger and 20-piece nugget. Nice. Callan, you're yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, it's either Wendy's or Subway for the game. Wendy's or Subway. All right, since we got uh, – we'll go, we'll go one more. <laughs> Wendy's or Subway after the game or before? Mm. Or before or it's Wendy's for the win. Just say it. Yeah, Wendy's. You're right. You're right. Wendy's for the win. <laughs> All 
All right, guys, this is the last question. Uh, obviously, we got three different three different LBs, three different squads. So I'll start with Caden. Uh, the favorite uniform combination that you guys play that is not yours. I'll start with Caden. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, I do, I do really like Mechanicsburg's maroon and silver uniforms, nice. but I'd have to go with uh, McDevitt's all gold. I think that's so cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. All right, Sam, you're up. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. I, I guess I'll go with East Penn all black. I like the all black look. Nice, Callan. Uh, definitely uh, Redlands white, Aiden's white. Oh, I love that jersey. I don't know what to do. You guys are being entirely too nice to each other, but we certainly I, appreciate it. All right, Jana. Yeah, uh, so gentlemen, we really appreciate that you took time out of your evenings. We had Caden Pfeiffer, Sam DeLuca, and Kaylin Kaufman with us this evening. Uh, it's really hard to believe that you are out in that field with how polite you were this evening, just being <laughs> physical guys, all vying over Wendy's at the end. But uh, we, it was our pleasure to have you. We wish you the best of luck this weekend. Keep grinding and tell your coaches that you said thank you. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Good luck thank this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. No. I, I, I thought there would be, you know, I thought there would be a little bit of, you know, a little bit of razzing, you know, fair game. No, they did talk and they were like, oh, I agree with him. I agree with Caden. I agree. And I'm just, what's going on here? What What's happening? Yeah. No, they were, they were awesome. They were awesome. To process. Yeah. And yeah. Cal and Kaylin, we were talking about it afterwards. If one of us, probably me, said your name incorrectly. Very apologetic here. Uh, you know, we had a great time. Wendy's for the win. So thanks so much again to your obviously outstanding parents and your coaches for allowing us to have some time with you. And just a reminder that Piper and Redland battle lowered off in this week. DeLuca and Mechanicsburg play Susquehanna Township and Kaufman's Indians tussle with East Pennsboro. So very cool, exciting. Good luck to all y'all. Uh, what are some of the big games locally and statewide that you're keeping an eye on this week. Uh, it's not it's not a real great schedule this week locally, but we're still curious about one of the best small school rivalries. Newport plays at Juniata. It's a great Liberty Division match for us now since those two teams matriculated to the Mid-Pen Conference uh, last year uh, after the TVL um, disbanded. So, yes, some of the shine is off of this one because both QB1s are on uh, are out with injuries, but it's still an important battle for Juniata. It, all, it locks up. Uh, the Indian spot in the District 6 uh, for a final. Of course, they are defending that, trying to defend that title uh, and get into states and possibly winning the program's first state playoff game. So so it's an important battle for, for Juniata. And for Newport, obviously they're struggling to score points um, without Andrew Bates under center. So uh, hopefully uh, for the rivalry, we'll kind of kick in and they'll, uh, they'll kind of be up for this one for sure. So statewide, we've got a couple most uh, geared toward Philly. Uh, North Penn is now the current number one in 6A uh, rankings. They play at Central Bucks West to 6-1. and one. Um, The nice promotion is great for them, but it has not been a good spot uh, all season, the number one spot in 6A. That has been shuffled three or four times already. So we'll see if North Penn can hold on to that spot against CB West. Uh, two other big ones on Saturday. Uh, Coatesville is 6-1 at Chester, 7-0. That's 11 a.m. start. That's a big one. Big, big one in the suburban Philly. And obviously, St. Joe's Prep 
gets back on the field. They play uh, Nemesis Archbishop Wood. That game's at William Tennant High School, uh, 1 p.m. Uh, really a big game for, for for both sides. I mean, neither has really gotten any traction so far, any rhythm to their season, uh, mainly because they don't play every week. Uh, St. Joe's Prep, they're three and two. So, um, so this will just be their sixth game of the year. Uh, so yeah, but that's still a big one. A uh, lot of lot of athletes, a lot of D one guys running around the field on that one at one o'clock. So those are the three games we'll be we'll be checking out. Sounds good. Okay, that will do it for us this week. Thank you again to everyone for joining us, our guests, our listeners. If you would like to follow up on any of our stories, our coverage of athletic. Uh, Ability, all the great stuff that these linebackers are doing out there, our QBs, follow us, uh, Penn Live. You can find us on social media and then check out PennLive.com as well. And any updates on William Gaudet, any stories on him, please visit PennLive.com. So, uh, again, thank you to everyone. And uh, you can hear every episode of the Pay High School Football Report via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, and more throughout the season. Have a great weekend.